yes, there we are. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome here, whatever. Here's another solo cast for you that you didn't ask for. I've recently had some computer issues that required me to build a whole new one. So it feels good to be back up and running again. And also, there's no computer noise in the background. Yes! I had something previously written out to share here that I actually already posted on Facebook earlier this month, but I've adjusted some of it here. It was mostly written after the first couple of days after the release of the partial, apparently partial, I don't know, that's what was said about it, the Plandemic documentary that people were continuously sharing and being criticized for immediately. So let's jump back to that time when the noise level on social media seemed a little bit higher and more volatile. The amount of hate and judgment spewing from some people I'm connected with on social media is blowing my mind every day during this pandemic. How dare anyone have a different opinion? How dare you see things differently? How dare you share something that incites curiosity and could create conversation? How dare you share something that another random person on Facebook thinks is fake? How dare you think outside the box in the most neutral and curious way, you stupid idiot? Guys, I barely graduated high school. I didn't go to college. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a journalist or a biologist, scientist, professor, or anything else. I'm just one of the many people in the world around you who is trying to absorb as much info as possible in order to fully understand what is going on. Let me remind you that being curious does not mean that someone solely seeks out conspiracy theories and ignores other news. Some of you guys out there that are so quick to call something fake or debunked act like you've never shared an article from two years ago like it was something recent. I saw that yesterday. Someone shared something and they were in awe of what they shared. And the first comment was, yeah, that's what happened in 2016. And then the original poster comments, yeah, I, I saw that, but it's still crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy that you can't admit that you didn't even look at the date before you shared something. That's what's crazy. I'm mostly amazed by how aggressive some people are being towards one another without knowing anything 100%. Whoa, bro, did you just say I don't know anything 100%? Yes. Did that trigger you, my dude? Is it because you think you do know something about what's going on? 100% highly doubtful. I sure as hell don't, nor do I know anyone who does. But hey, I bet you follow the science, don't you? Well, if you do, that's great. But which science are you following exactly? Some science and doctors are being challenged by other science and doctors. So what makes your science right and someone else's wrong? Did you, or even can you, check for any political ties with that science? If you have consumed as many videos, articles, and podcasts as I have about all of this crap, I truly think you'd feel more agnostic about things rather than being so concrete in your findings. It's perfectly fine to be passionate about educating others and not sharing misinformation. But when someone shares something out of genuine curiosity, to immediately dismiss it and condescendingly say it is false or misinformation is not only rude, it requires indisputable, non-biased evidence. Q 
Curiosity isn't a claim to anything other than curiosity. You are the one making the claim that something is actually false or misinformation. So why tear someone apart for being curious and wanting to learn and understand something? Let's say that you do know something is 100% false and someone is curious as to why that is. This is a chance for you to engage in a conversation that could open their eyes to the truth or just a different view. But how do you expect to make a difference or expect anyone to actually take you serious when you're being a gigantic asshole while quote unquote educating them? Okay, so most of that was what I shared on Facebook, but I changed a few things and added a few things. Looking back on that time now, I was exposed to a few articles and clips of people discrediting the pandemic thing with proper citations and representation, which is great. But I still can't say that I really believe anything 100%. I will say that I noticed a lot of people taking swift action to comment on people sharing that video as though it was their job to let you know how wrong this video was so early after its release. Perhaps I'm just an idiot, but I definitely did not have that same realization while watching it. I didn't immediately think it was totally accurate, but I didn't immediately think it was inaccurate either. I'd really like to know how all these other smarty pants out there allegedly knew right away that Judy Mikovits was a fraud, a liar, or whatever, without showing a single bit of proof other than just mentioning how obvious the fallacies are in the video. No need for proof. It's, it's, you can tell. It's just all wrong. Of course, if you look at Google that same day, she's already labeled anti-vax and a kook or whatever. And these people were just hanging on to that for the most part. And I'm not saying that those things are true or false. I'm just reminding you that you're still counting on the authenticity of the overlords of whatever site you are looking at. We've had more time now to dig into things, but people were spouting off this stuff on the first day of the release and most of them, I can almost guarantee, did not spend more than five minutes on any website before talking down to someone. Probably didn't even watch the video anyway. It was like a race to tell someone they're wrong before they tell you that you're wrong. We don't all believe in the same shit, and that is fine. But remember, you don't have to be a dickface about it. I saw someone on Facebook recently calling others sheeple for continuing to wear masks and sheltering in place and whatever while things are opening back up. Like these alleged sheeple are somehow complete idiots or slaves to the government for respecting their neighbors and not treating COVID like it's the sniffles or something. Just using the word sheeple makes me cringe. Even using the word cringe makes me cringe as much as people using the word snowflake as an insult. I think some people just can't seem to accept the fact that other people think differently than them and that those different thinking people could actually be right, and you could be wrong. The sheeple could be wrong too. But do you really think it's impossible that you are the one that is wrong? What I was getting at earlier with the whole you don't know anything 100% is that we don't even know exactly where the virus originated from. Exactly. Some people think it could have been man-made and released accidentally, while others think that it might have been contracted and distributed naturally. I remain agnostic, though the evidence of it being lab-created or altered in a lab versus the evidence of it being totally natural 
still seems uneven and obviously misrepresented every time I see it. I've been listening to Brett Weinstein's Dark Horse podcast, where he and his wife, Heather Hying, have been discussing these issues and breaking down theories and speculations uh, for the last couple of months, I believe. If you aren't familiar with them, they're both former professors at Evergreen College in Washington. They've been talking about the evidence leaning more towards unnatural rather than natural, but like the smart people they are, they aren't saying anything is 100% fact or treating it as such. Brett actually has a flow chart with all of the data and hypotheses showing the possible origins as far as what he has come across, which is a little more informational than some rando person telling you that you are misinformed. They also make damn sure to clarify that when they say it seems likely that it was man-made, that doesn't mean they think it was intentionally released or even made to be released. They are talking about one of the two virology labs in Wuhan that were working with coronaviruses in bats to likely be the origin, if it indeed wasn't naturally contracted by some random person in a cave or whatever. I haven't heard anything about the wet market in a while, and i Pretty sure that was taken off of the list of possibilities a while back. I could be wrong, but that's just from what I've heard, what I've listened to, what I've read, what I've seen. Uh, you know, do your research. Anyway, I would definitely suggest checking those episodes out if you're interested in another perspective. If you think the man-made assessment is ridiculous or impossible, I definitely encourage you to listen to Brett Weinstein's podcast and check out where they're coming from and start See if you still feel the same way and challenge your own belief in a healthy way. I believe they have 15 or so episodes out now on COVID. And I'll say if you're able to process the information quickly enough, I would suggest listening at one and a half speed because they can talk a little slow sometimes. Also, Heather kind of has an um habit and that usually gets under my skin to hear from people, but I think the content is well worth that minor inconvenience. I saw another dude post on Facebook the other day about Guitar Center mandating masks to go in their stores, and this guy smart-assly mentioned the virus getting through the cloth anyway, and they'll just shop local anyway. Someone who works at Guitar Center commented, you literally have to touch everything in our store. To which this guy replied, I'm not touching it with my face though. And I mean, that's a great point but it still doesn't protect other people from your heavy breathing or coughing or sneezing or laughing over an instrument that someone else is going to be picking up moments later. I get it. We are all pretty much fed up with all of this garbage and no one wants to wear a fucking mask all day. The thing is, is that no one seems to be arguing the point of being tired of wearing masks. They're all arguing about how it's not necessary or how little it helps or how it's taking their freedom or whatever excuse without considering several variables in their logic. People are just flat out different and were raised different. Some people use medication for anything and everything, whereas others use almost zero medication and somehow manage to live just as happy and healthy of a life. You could argue the benefits of aspirin and you could argue the benefits of no aspirin. But most arguments aren't feasibly considering every angle and every situation and every underlying condition for every person on the planet because it's basically impossible to do so. Things are not just black and white, as we would love them to be when we're arguing a point or perspective. So, why even argue at all? 
You can be upset about it all you want, but the more you argue about how this is all bullshit and dumb to wear masks, the more you show how much you either don't understand what's going on or don't respect those around you. You know, the ones who have family in the hospital or who have already lost loved ones to this virus. I know, I know. The economy! Well, as we're opening the economy back up, people still don't want to wear the masks, so what now? I think people just want things to go back to normal immediately, and it is just not that simple. I know you think other previous viruses and infections were much worse and the economy didn't shut down, but the circumstances around everything weren't the same. They aren't the same. You can compare and compare and compare, but at the end of the day, we are right here, right now, dealing with a novel virus. That means one that hasn't been identified before. This novel virus can seemingly be absolutely nothing to some people, a lot of people actually, while being a death wish to others. I really and truly hope the people that are militantly fighting against the minor inconvenience of covering their face when around others don't experience the dark side of this. Perhaps them being asymptomatic and finding out that they gave it to someone else and now that someone else's spouse or kids have it and they're in the hospital and maybe even die from it. Just because you thought it was all horseshit, because you thought it was like the flu, because you couldn't stand to be inconvenienced for the safety of others, just temporarily. I know it's weird. It's weird to see people in masks when you walk into stores and, you know, it, it, it is a minor inconvenience. You're not going to die from wearing a mask for 30 minutes in a store if you're in there for 30 minutes. I just saw a video today of some lady complaining because she was in Costco for an hour and she couldn't breathe or whatever. I couldn't even watch the whole video. It was ridiculous. But, I mean, it's kind of the same as being told to wear shoes when you go in the store. That's a, that's a rule. We won't allow people to walk in with bare feet. Okay. Well, that's taking away a little bit of freedom, isn't it? You should be free to walk into a store with your bare feet. What, what is it going to hurt? It's just similar in that fashion. You're just being asked to do something when you're in an establishment or around other people momentarily. It's not all day. Get over yourself just for now. If we're still doing this six months from now, I can imagine, yeah, okay, we're, we're getting a little crazy maybe, but who knows what's going to happen with the virus. Maybe it'll just mutate and, and be even worse. I mean, I, I'm hoping that's not the case and I kind of don't think it will be, but we just don't know. So why even argue about stuff that you don't know? You certainly don't have to agree with me or my position, and you could totally blow my reasoning out of the water somehow, but make sure it's logical and respectful with details and reasonings behind that opinion, please. I say that because that's not what I've been seeing from people. It's them immediately discrediting someone and basically yelling at them to do their research and consequentially labeling them whatever opposition because you magically now know their political affiliation in the first few seconds of interaction. It's getting ridiculous out there, and I feel very sorry for the people who just can't help themselves to spend most of their time on social media because I'm sure their stress levels are higher than ever right now with all this shit going on. <sighs> okay, that is plenty enough of all that. I just had to get some of that out after seeing the last few weeks of bullying and shit-talking from so many people. It's not productive. I promise you, you are not going to get the same results yelling at someone or yelling past someone, yelling past each other as you would if you engaged in a civil debate and actually tried to understand where someone is coming from. Anyway, moving on. You know, we put a lot of trust into other people in regards to our lives and safety without realizing it sometimes. 
For example, when I was driving on a two-lane road the other day, I randomly realized how much trust everyone has for one another while driving on that road. If one person sneezes or looks down at a text message and drifts over three feet into the oncoming lane, lives could change instantly. The thing is, is that I don't necessarily trust anyone on the road much at all. So that makes me pay much more attention when I'm driving, which I see other people constantly not doing. It's very hard to trust people sometimes, but you get on the road in your car and drive around people not realizing that you are actually trusting the shit out of them to make the right decisions and to not be distracted and to be respectful of those around them. So that leads me to ask, are you paying attention on the road? Are you being respectful on the road? Are you driving around right now listening to this while juggling food or reaching down for your sunglasses that fell on the floorboard? Do you find yourself getting honked at when the light turns green because you had to grab your phone to look at Facebook to see if someone commented on that cute photo of you and your dog? Other people are trusting you to do the right thing and to be conscious of your actions while steering that giant hunk of metal next to their giant hunk of metal. I could probably turn this into a decent lesson about trust, but I tend to focus more on the driving part because I see too many people completely disengaged on the road and it's extremely frustrating. I have to mention it every now and then in hopes that it reaches someone who really needs to hear it in order to change their habits before something bad changes those habits for them or doesn't even give them a chance to change the habit. This one's kind of interesting. How do you guys feel about goals? I think they're very important to have, but how important or not important is it to specifically focus on a goal rather than focusing on the steps it takes to get to that goal? I think you could be so focused on that goal that you could trip over several obstacles that you didn't even see because you were so focused on that faraway goal. Maybe you can imagine your goals on shelves up high in front of you. And perhaps you can further your imagination and zoom out a little so you can see the individual steps you would have to take in order to reach those goals. If you can imagine that, what about diving a little deeper and imagine that you are looking forward at what seems to be an infinitely large set of old school typewriter keys. I know it's silly. Hang on. You know how the old typewriter keys were on an incline and, and had a lot of space in between them, right? Well, maybe the top row of keys would be your ultimate goals. And each key that steps down before it is a smaller goal in order to reach the ultimate goal, like hopping from one key to the next in order to reach the top. If you have that in your head now, zoom back in towards those keys a little more and imagine that you now see that there are even more smaller keys in between the normal set of keys that you just pictured in your head. Are you with me? You didn't even know those were there, but you could totally use them to more easily get to the next key instead of skipping steps and potentially losing your place or slowing momentum. I suppose you could also compare it to rock climbing and uh, looking for every hand and foothold to utilize in order to safely reach the top. You wouldn't want to be focusing too much on the top of the mountain while climbing because one wrong move could mean disaster. If those analogies help you in any way, perhaps you can lay out or illustrate your own footholds or typewriter keys or whatever for your goals. If that was a terrible explanation and it doesn't help, 
then I am sorry that I have completely wasted your time. <laughs> have you ever thought about how crazy it is that we just continuously talk and say things without even understanding where the words even came from and how they were put together in our heads and what kind of processing is going on in order to draw up those words from your word bank in your head and then put them into a coherent sentence all on the fly. And then someone is sitting across from you hearing those words through a hole in their head and their brain is processing those words and comparing them to their words in their head and establishing meaning and identifying whether or not it is something that requires a response of some sort. I thought about this while listening to Eric Weinstein on his podcast. Weinstein, that is another Weinstein. Eric is brother to Brett Weinstein, who I mentioned earlier. Brett is the biologist and evolutionary theorist, while Eric is a mathematician. Both very, very smart people. Anyway, listening to Eric say everything that he says and how he commented on one episode that he didn't even have a script for what he was saying, but these words were just pouring out of his mouth in a style and fluency that just amazed me. I, and I'm sure many of you out there, stumble on words at times, and I have to pause and think about something while trying to just say a normal sentence sometimes. I know Eric stumbles every now and then as well, but hearing his enormous vocabulary and swiftness to recall almost anything on the fly and saying something that I personally have to listen to a few times to actually understand just blows my mind. I wonder what kind of processor he has in his head. How much RAM does he have? I bet he has so many hard drives stored in his head. <laughs> okay, this is just silly. But sometime when you're in a quiet place and have time, think a little harder about the processing that takes place in your head and see if you can blow your own mind like that because you won't be able to fully do so while listening to me talk about it. Okie dokie, I think I've said enough for now. I hope that it wasn't complete garbage, but, you know, some of it might have been. Eh. Anyway, I'm planning to do an Ask Me Anything episode next. I already prompted some of my friends and followers on Facebook to ask me some things, and I have a few that I will be addressing in the next episode, so stay tuned for that. And if you aren't connected with me on Facebook or following the podcast on Facebook, I would encourage you to do so. And if you want to contribute to the Ask Me Anything episodes or future episodes, search for Rusty's Escape Pod on Facebook and send me a message. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and love as much as you can. Please. Thank you. Bye-bye. Rusty's Escape Pod. Rusty's Escape Pod.